It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply all righty here we go. We are absolutely packed. It's great to have you in. Guido's Gridiron Blitz. I'm Mike Guido here with you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It's great to have you with us. There's so much to go over on the show today, heading into week six of the NFL. We got a couple more positive tests. The Patriots tested positive a little bit. Uh, the Falcons had a couple of staffers test positive. Uh, we're, we'll see how all of that goes. I have no idea um, what the NFL's plan is. They did a massive rescheduling last week uh, in wake of the Patriots positive tests and the Titans and everything like that. So I have no idea. I have no idea where that's going to end up. Um, So, uh, but we are going to have a bunch of, uh, a bunch of stuff to cover today. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is now with the chiefs after getting released by the New York Jets, after they just signed him before last season, he is now gone in New York. He heads to Kansas City, and I think everybody's first thought was, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't, like, do the Chiefs really need, like, it's the rich getting richer, right? Like, it just you have no idea how you're going to stop uh, that Chiefs offense. You had no idea how you were going to stop it anyway. Now you had Le'Veon Bell to the mix, even if it's not the same Le'Veon Bell that we saw three years ago. Like it, it's, it's still Le'Veon Bell. He could still make a difference. Uh, so we'll discuss that. We'll make picks later in the show today. Um, there's a big game coming up this weekend between the Packers and the Buccaneers that I want to dial in, uh, dial in on. I think that's the game of the week, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, it's in Tampa Bay. So we'll see. Uh, how that goes. We'll discuss that at length. Uh, but obviously, first and foremost, uh, Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We have teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. Here's what you do. So you go to our website, LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Okay, pick among the gaming sites uh, that are legal in your state, right? Because you know, everything's legal. It depends on where you live, right? But you pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. Uh, you sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me say that again. $100 to $1,000. Uh, it's that easy. It really is. So again, go to LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page. And get in on the action with a special offer from American Betting Experts. That's American Betting Experts. Experts. So go to LandryFootball.com, start playing $100 to $1,000 in a match or a risk-free bet. I'm telling you, man, you got to take advantage of these opportunities. Uh, So let us begin with this. Again, Guido's Gridiron Blitz here on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. Uh, So let's begin with this. Uh, so the Le'Veon, so the Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that is the most recent news as far as NFL transactions and personnel moves are concerned. And 
this is what we're seeing now. Uh, you're seeing Le'Veon Bell get added to an offense that obviously has Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, Mecole Hardman, Sammy Watkins. Like, it's just, it's just the, the, the weapons are endless for the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, along with that, they have a good offensive line. So you're you're going to have trouble. <laughs> this Chiefs offense is going to be extremely dynamic. Uh, I was honestly hoping that he wouldn't go to the Chiefs just because I think that, you know, as, as, as good as Le'Veon Bell is, or at least as he's perceived to be, I feel like he's going to get hidden, right? His value is going to get decreased only because, I mean, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to get primary carries. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been outstanding this year so far for the Chiefs, right? The guy's averaging 4.2 yards a carry, which is really solid. Uh, 81 carries for 344 yards. He's also caught 17 balls for 169 yards. He's rushed for how many touchdowns has he, has he rushed for already? He's got one touchdown already on the year. He's already got a 100-yard game. I mean, Listen, the kid can play. He can absolutely play. Now, we all understand that this is a pass-first offense, and you know they're going to focus primarily on Patrick Mahomes leading the charge. They're not. This is not a run-first team. You know they have a running game, but this is not a team that you know lives and dies by running the football. You know this is not the Cleveland Browns. This is not the Ravens. This isn't you know, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys or any of these other teams that, that really just run the ball and love to run the, run the ball. Um, now, Patrick Mahomes, these are the kinds of players that fit with him, right? We, we understand that, right? We understand that Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, these kind of dual threat, beat you in multiple ways, running backs are what the Chiefs love that's this is what Andy Reid and and Patrick Mahomes love is they love these guys that can get you out of the backfield that can you know they they're patient behind the line of scrimmage these shifty you know running backs that just that you know you, you feel like you can never catch up to them their footwork is fantastic like they they love these guys they they love these types of running backs so I guess the fit makes sense only because um you know I, I guess, and I, you know, I, I guess this is the case. Uh, they, they're into the, you know, the, 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 the smart guys that get patient behind the line of scrimmage and, you know, all of that stuff. So uh, it, it's, it's interesting. The only thing I didn't love about it was that I think Le'Veon Bell is going to get hidden. I don't, you know, his value is not going to be, you know, I, they're going to split carries, you know, they might each get, you know, 10 carries a game, or something like that, but that's really all you're going to get. Um, but I think the opportunity for Kansas City, because they didn't really need him, the opportunity for Kansas City to sign somebody like Le'Veon Bell was staring them right in the face, and they were just like, oh, you know what? Like we just we 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 got to take advantage. <laughs> we we can't just let this guy sit here or like because the Jets were dangling him, <laughs> like they were dangling him and. Because everybody knew the Jets are just going to cut him, right? Adam Gase doesn't want him. There's Joe Douglas is going to let Adam Gase get rid of him, right? I mean, that's it, right? And we'll discuss the Jet side of this uh, in a little bit. But, you know, this is what we're kind of seeing in the NFL now is rotational running backs, right? The, these, these running back duos, I guess you can say, work. They work in the NFL. You know, the, the teams that have bell cow backs, right? You know, the, that that one guy that dominates all of the carries, right? They don't really exist anymore, right? Teams now are trying to conserve the health of their running back more than they ever have. They're trying to make running backs last longer. Okay. The shelf life for an NFL running back is not long. Okay. You get four years deep into a running back's career and they start to slow down just because they carry the ball 25 times a game. They get hit on every play. You know, it's just, it's a big beating for their body. You know, look at Zeke. 
right, for the Cowboys. They just gave Zeke a massive contract. You've got people in the NFL saying now that Zeke just doesn't have that quick first step anymore, right? He just he's a little bit slower. Now, I st- Zeke is still incredibly good. I think he's still a top three or top five running back in the entire league. But even NFL guy, he's been in the league for, this is his fifth year in the league. And that's fifth year in the league. And they're already saying Zeke is starting to slow down a little bit. That's the shelf life of a running back. Look at Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's been in the league for what, six years? I mean, and Todd Gurley, we're like, oh my God, he's done. Like, well, we treat Todd Gurley like he's an old man. <laughs> With the Rams, they gave him the ball every single play. And he was fantastic for them. Let's not make any mistake about it. But it almost ended his career. He's just He's not as explosive. You lose that explosiveness as you age as a running back. If you have the, I mean, like I said, they don't really exist. Bell cow running backs do not really exist. No, number one running backs do, right? Like Christian McCaffrey is a number one running back, right? Dalvin Cook is a number one running back. I'm not saying that these guys don't, you know, that number one running backs don't exist, but every single team now is giving more and more carries to a second running back and maybe a third running back, right? Look at Baltimore. Okay. Baltimore, you can make the argument is the best running team in the league. This year, it's probably Cleveland, but overall, Baltimore is probably the team. If you say, all right, if I had to pick a team that would run the football and control the clock, you'd say the Ravens, right? They don't really have a bell cow. It's Mark Ingram. It's J.K. Dobbins. It's Gus Edwards. It's like Lamar Jackson. Like it's they have a million guys run the ball. It's a bunch of different guys. Okay. Cleveland, let's take them as an example. Okay, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is the best running back combination in the league, and maybe that we've seen in a while. That's ridiculously talented. Ridiculously talented. Kareem Hunt has been fantastic for the Browns. And Nick Chubb, after the devastating injury that he had in college, has emerged into one of the best running backs in the entire league. But Nick Chubb is viewed as the primary back. And Kareem Hunt is viewed as the secondary back, and they split carries, and they're both extremely productive, and the Browns right now are the best running team in the league, okay, even statistically. Okay, the Browns right now are running for 188 yards a game. The Browns are running for 188 yards a game. They've run for 942 yards so far in the season in five games. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. And they're splitting it with two guys. Okay, Dalvin Cook, who some people think is the best running back in the football, doesn't carry the load for the Vikings that much. I mean, yes, he's the lead running. He's the lead runner. But Alexander Madison gets a gets plenty of carries. Plenty of carries. Okay, the New England Patriots, James White, Sony Michelle, Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead. They, uh, they've got a, a billion running backs to get that they give the ball to. Even the Cowboys with Zeke are, give, are giving Tony Pollard legitimate carries. I, I mean, running uh, dual threat running back combinations work in this league. And the Chiefs, if you ask me, didn't really have one. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is really talented. After that, what you're working at you're with Daryl Williams and like you just you, you don't really have much. Adding Le'Veon Bell is giving you that, giving you that dual running back look, okay? So many teams are doing it now, right? The Rams are doing it with, with uh, they've got three guys, Malcolm Brown, Darrell Henderson, and Cam Akers, right? Like, all of those guys are running the football. Uh, how many running backs? Uh, we, we used to make jokes about it last year with the 49ers, right? The 49ers got four running backs that could probably all start. <laughs> Raheem Mostert, uh, Tevin Coleman, Jeff Wilson. Uh, they had Matt Breida. They had Jurek McKinnon. Like they, they've, they've got uh, uh, all uh, all of those guys. Like it's just it's crazy. Teams need multiple running backs. That's why you're seeing a lot of teams have their 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 superstar running back, and then they use a relatively premium asset. Right? They'll use like a third or a fourth round pick in the draft or they'll sign somebody in free agency out of the bargain bin just to eat carries and 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 be productive so that when 
you know, Dalvin Cook or, or when Christian McCaffrey or any of these, like if any of these guys aren't in the game, they're not, it, it, these guys aren't killing you. They can still get, you know, four or five yard chunk plays. You know, they can still bury their head into the line of scrimmage and pick up some legitimate yards. Again, dual dual running back combinations are becoming way more uh, common in the NFL, and it's a really smart plan because the less carries, and again, it's logic, right? It's simple logic. The less carries that you give your running back, the longer they'll last in the league. They're just taking less hits. There's less wear and tear on their legs. Like, it's just, it makes all the sense in the world. So I applaud the Chiefs for this. Again, I didn't love the fit because I wanted to see Le'Veon Bell go somewhere where he can be, you know, like where he can be like the premier back, right? Like we, we were looking at teams like the bills. Uh, he narrowed it down to three teams, right? The chiefs, the bills and the dolphins, right? W- the dolphins would have been a perfect fit. He would have been the lead back. Miles Gaskin is not going to get in the way of Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Same thing with the bills. I, I like Devin Singletary. He's not getting in the way of Le'Veon Bell. So I would have liked to see him more featured in an offense, but I think Le'Veon Bell is going to fit in just fine with the Chiefs. He's exactly what they're looking for. And again, this dual running back combination, and both of these guys do very similar things. It's going to be a really interesting look. So give me, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him an A on that one. I mean it. That that's a that's a real legitimate move by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, okay. Uh, speaking of running backs, Dalvin Cook is out for week six against the Falcons. Uh, groin injury that he suffered last week against Seattle that's going to hold him out for this week. Um, so Dalvin Cook is out. So if you play fantasy football, take Dalvin Cook out of your lineup. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Here's the other side. Uh, the New York Jets, and I don't want to spend too much time on them because, honestly, who cares? Like <laughs> They just, they they... Uh, they, they might get the number one overall pick. Like, they're so incredibly bad. The roster's bad. Their coach is bad. And I feel so bad for their quarterback because their quarterback, I think, is good. Sam Darnold, I think, is a good is a good player. But this is yet another guy that the Jets let go for very similar reasons. Okay? Jamal Adams, we kind of had a different feeling because – Jamal Adams was making more noise than Le'Veon Bell. He was, you know, voicing his displeasure uh, a little bit more than Le'Veon Bell was. Le'Veon, there was that little thing and came about uh, came out about Le'Veon Bell. It was just like, listen, I just kind of want to get out of here. He didn't. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, he didn't make a big stink about it or anything like that. But Le'Veon Bell was just like, listen, I, I'm just, I'm tired of this. Like, can we just? Just get me out of here, man. I'm done. And Jamal Adams was way more like, dude, like this guy stinks. He's I I, I hate this situation. Like he really, really vocal social media, everything like that. It put a bad taste in my mouth personally. It really did. Like, cause I was just like, dude, this guy, I, I was encouraging the jets to get rid of him because I thought like the guy was selling out completely. And listen, I still kind of feel that way. I, I think that, the way that Le'Veon Bell handled the situation was way better than the way that Jamal Adams did. But, and again, I think Jamal Adams, it was it was a little bit more complicated because Jamal Adams wanted to get extended and all of the, like, I, I don't, it, it was a messy situation. But within the last couple of months, the Jets have lost two star players for a very similar reason. Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell are both gone. Those are two premier names in that organization, right? Jamal Adams is Jamal Adams was probably the best player on their team, right? I, Jamal Adams was sensational for the Jets, sensational. And Le'Veon Bell, listen. Not the Levy. He's not the same Le'Veon Bell that we saw in Pittsburgh three years ago. Okay, he's just not. Who led the league in carries and you know would be just as good of a receiver as he was a running back and everything. Like, even though he's not that Le'Veon Bell anymore, he was still a premier weapon, the best weapon that Sam Darnold had. Your young quarterback had. 
You let them both go. And they both voiced their displeasure with your head coach and with the way that your organization is handling things with that. What are the Jets waiting for? Listen, I I, want to make this very clear because I don't want it to seem like I'm constantly out for somebody's job. Okay, I really haven't mentioned anything about Bill O'Brien. I really haven't mentioned anything about Dan Quinn since they both got fired, right? And even though, again, the way that I saw it, I think it was time to move on for both of those guys, okay, for both of those organizations to move on. The Falcons just weren't playing hard. You know, their defense was terrible. Dan Quinn was a defensive mind. There was really no excuses anymore, right? Bill O'Brien was – the people in Houston have been asking for Bill O'Brien to go away for a long time. Listen, I don't usually like calling for somebody's job. I really don't. Okay, the only time I really ever did it was – Jason Garrett with the Dallas Cowboys because I'm passionate about the Dallas Cowboys and I thought coaching was a massive problem in Dallas and I was like listen you got to get this guy out of here because his offense is too simple he's way too predictable he just it, it ticked me off the way that he handled that um so yes I was calling for his job I can't not do this okay the, god it is it, I've never seen a more simple decision as far as coaching personnel in sports that I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it so easy. Okay. When the Cavs fired David Blatt and everybody was just like, oh yeah, you got to fire David Blatt. When they hired Ty Lue right before they won their championship, I even thought, like David Blatt's kind of smart, you know. So have you ever seen some of the plays he draws up? Like they're brilliant, brilliant. I was big. I was a big fan of David Blatt. I really was. This is more obvious than that. Adam Gase can't be the head coach of the Jets any longer. I'm not a Jet fan. I'm just letting you know. Okay, I live in New York, but I'm not a Jet fan. I do. I. I, I <sighs> I just, I don't, I don't understand what we're waiting on. I I honestly, I want to ask Joe Douglas personally, and I like Joe, Joe Douglas. I have a massive amount of respect for Joe Douglas, and I think he's a perfectly uh, competent GM. Okay. He's only been with the Jets for a year and a half, and a lot of what he's done is hit. Okay. A lot of it. Like I said, I, Makai Becton, their left tackle that they just drafted this year, is a hit. That kid can play. Okay, I like Joe Douglas, but I want I, honestly, I want to personally ask him, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting? I, 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 I don't get why this is such a battle. Why is this so hard for the Jets to let go? I've said this on numerous occasions on numerous platforms. I I, I mean, by no means necessary, is he an acceptable option? Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. If there's been any coach in the league that has embarrassed their franchise with the way that he ended the game that one Thursday night, I still can't get over that. The way he ended that game, him and Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, you know, the way that Adam Gase has spoken to the media, the stories that you hear of the guys that have played for him in the Jets organization, the players don't like him. The players don't like him. That should be enough. Okay, and I would understand if in the first year, maybe the players don't like him. You're just like, listen, you got to give the guy a chance. Okay. It isn't fair that, you know, we're just kind of throwing this guy under the bus and like, you know, we got to learn to adapt a little bit. We have to learn how to, you know, you know, you got to give him a chance. You have to give him a chance. And I think that's more than fair. Okay. I gave Adam Gase the benefit of the, the, a lot of you don't know that don't know this about me. I gave Adam Gase so many opportunities. I did. I I gave Adam Gase the benefit of the doubt so many times. Okay, when the Jet when Jet fans were saying hire Mike McCarthy, 
Hire Mike McCarthy. That's the guy. Okay. Mike McCarthy wanted the Jet job. Wanted it. And the Jets told him no so they could hire Adam Gase. And I was the one guy with the cool head that said, guys, listen, <laughs> like the guy's not a scrub. Okay. This is not a bad hire. Adam Gase is a good offensive mind who's worked with good quarterbacks in his career. Okay. Listen, the, the thing that we all heard about Adam Gase is that he's good at developing young quarterbacks, right? Like that was the thing. That was his deal. Is that he's good at developing young quarterbacks. He's a good offensive mind. He's been around the league long enough to understand how that works. I said, that could be good. You got a new quarterback, right? Like this could work. I like it. I, I don't think that this is a bad hire. And then even after last season, when people are just like, oh my God, Gase sucks. I literally said, after the end of the season, I said, listen, do we understand that the Jets, when Sam Darnold was healthy, right? Because there was that three-week stretch where Sam Darnold had mono. There was that three-week stretch where Sam Darnold had mono. Last year, the Jets were 7-6 and six with Sam Darnold. That's competitive. That, that's a real football team, okay? Like, that's that's a real football team. They were seven and six with Sam Darnold, the their starting quarterback. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't too terrible. Maybe it isn't too bad. You'd cut you. You would think naturally that you know maybe I'm overreacting because of a bad start to the year. God Almighty, this is awful. It's awful. The Jets have to admit that they whiffed. They have to admit that they swung and missed on Adam Gase. They just did. Okay, there's no excuse for it. The coaching was awful, guys. They signed Le'Veon Bell. And from day one, Adam Gase did not want him. From day one. He was literally asked about it. Do you think that you used Le'Veon Bell the wrong way? Do you think that you mishandled Le'Veon Bell? His his answer was, that's irrelevant at this point. I mean, that's not even professional. Uh, listen, I, I, I think the, the choice is clear, Okay. You can't just keep letting go of guys. Okay, there was a rumor that came out yesterday from New York media that, I don't know, might we the Jets could quite possibly try to trade Quinn and Williams. I'm like, Quinn and Williams is going to be a star in this league. If you give, the, if you put somebody on the defensive line that the defense has to worry about other than Quinn and Williams, it opened things, it opens things up for him. Okay. Even Aaron Donald has guys that that are on his defensive line that the defense has to worry about. The Jets don't have anybody outside of Quinn and Williams, they don't have anybody on the defensive front. No one. I I, I mean they're they're this is a scarce team. Scarce. Okay, the, the roster that Joe Douglas has inherited is just terrible. It's just terrible. Okay, the, letting Robbie Anderson go. Okay, like, these are things where you have to call for change. Okay, Adam Gase is not it. He's not it. You whiffed. If you whiff on coach, whatever, it doesn't matter. Every team ever whiffs on a coach. Maybe unless you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. They've had what? They've had three coaches since 1960 or something like that. Right. Who is it? Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. And that that's it. That's all they've had. They've had three coaches in their whole history. I mean, not everybody can be Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh's the only Pittsburgh. That's it. 
Everybody else whiffs on coach. And some teams hold on to coaches for way too long. That's fine. But there is a difference between a bad coach and a coach that embarrasses you. And again, I'm not a Jet fan. I'm not a Jet fan. I live in New York, but I'm a Cowboy fan. I could care less about the Jets. My mother hates the Jets. Hates them. My my mom's a Buffalo Bills fan. Hates the Jets. Absolutely despises them. Adam Gase, isn't it? If you whiff on coach, it's whatever. Okay? You hire another one. That's fine. That's fine. You hire another coach. Cool. There's nothing wrong with just saying, listen, we thought this guy was going to work out. It turned out he didn't. You know, we're we're going to move on. We're going to try and fill, you know, you know, we can we can appreciate what 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 Adam did for us and everything like that. And you know, you can be professional about it and everything like that and not make the breakup nasty. But this one's easy. Adam Gase has embarrassed your franchise. He hasn't just been a bad coach. He's embarrassed your franchise. And with that, you have to let him go. Okay. I don't think anybody, anybody in the whole league would think that any other team would be as unprofessional as Adam Gase has been with the Jets so far. I, I mean, seriously, like, could you imagine, like, I'm not even talking about like, like grade A coaches. But like B minus B coaches, right? Like you're, you're, God, I don't know. You're Cliff Kingsbury's of the world. You think Cliff Kingsbury would do that? You think Mike Zimmer would do that? Okay, like it's just, it's so simple. It is so simple. It really is. It really, really is. Okay, so. Don't forget, I want to remind you, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. You go to LandryFootball.com. Okay, Landry Football. It's spelled right up here. LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. Then you can pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, right? You don't want to break the law legal in your state you sign up and instantly as soon as you sign up it's just like that as soon as you sign up you receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks hundred dollars to a thousand dollars it's a lot of money especially if you're betting a hundred dollars to a thousand to a thousand dollars okay it's that easy thanks to our sponsor american betting experts it's really it is so easy okay you go to landryfootball.com you click on the end the upper right corner you sign up you click on the gaming site that's legal in your state and you just play man it's easy go ahead and give it a shot it's fun give it a shot man okay uh let us move on to what i think is the uh, game of the week quickly because I, I I do also want to make picks today. Um, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Green Bay Packers in Tampa this weekend. What's the line on it? Let me just see this for a second. What is the line on the? Okay, so it's Packers minus one. So it's essentially a pick 'em. Um, so Packers are four and zero. They were they came off the bye last week. Uh, they're unlike some of the other teams in the league, the Packers bye week was actually last week. <laughs> um, so uh, the Packers right now sit at four and zero. The Buccaneers are three and two. They're second in the NFC South. Uh, last week, taking the Thursday night loss to the Chicago Bears in Chicago, uh, which again I thought was a bad loss for Tampa. That was a bad loss for Tampa. Tampa got up early and didn't really score in the second half of the game, and that was all she wrote, okay? And a lot of people brought up the joke, right? Oh, Nick Foles, he's got Tom Brady. 
even though they're both with different teams and you know it's it's a little that's a little bizarre but uh Packers and Buccaneers playing this weekend it's one of the four o'clock games this weekend one of only if I'm seeing this right two there are two games in the four o'clock window on Sunday Packers Buccaneers and then the other one is Jets Dolphins that is it that's that's it for the four o'clock window and then there's two Monday night games but okay (sighs) quickly I want to get into this you are going to see in this game the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady this is going to be the difference because there's a couple things I want you to take into account Okay, so far, Aaron Rodgers has been the better player this year. Okay, Aaron Rodgers this year has been outstanding for the Packers. Outstanding. Tom Brady this year has been pretty good. Pretty good for the Buccaneers. He's Tom Brady certainly has not been bad. But Aaron Rodgers has clearly been better. Aaron Rodgers is in the MVP conversation, and Tom Brady is in the conversation for second-best quarterback in his division. Okay, that's what we're really boiling it down to. Um, Here's the difference between Tampa and Green Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, when we went into the season, we were saying, oh, Tom Brady is going to be so good this year. He's going to be a favorite for MVP. And look at all these weapons. And look at all, oh my God. We were all going crazy. We were all going crazy, right? Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk and Fournette and OJ Howard and Cameron Brait and guys, like we were going nuts saying, oh my goodness, these Patriot. Uh, I'm sorry, not the pay. See, my mind is still there. These Buccaneers are just going to steamroll everybody. Steamroll them. Because all these weapons and Tom Brady, because, oh, God, the weapons in New England last year were just terrible. They could, couldn't could get open. PFF ranked them as the lowest-ranked wide receiver, crew, uh, wide receiver group. It was terrible. Okay, Tom Brady's playing pretty well. He's pretty good this year. Aaron Rodgers is outstanding so far this year in four games. And in two of those games, he hasn't had his number one wide receiver. And in one of those games, he didn't have his number one or number two wide receiver. By the way, his number two wide receiver is an undrafted guy. This is the difference between Aaron and Tom. Okay, at least now in their careers. And it probably wasn't this way always, but this is the way it is now. Tom Brady is pretty good with a crap ton of weapons. Aaron Rodgers is outstanding with none. This is why I keep telling people, okay, Tom Brady is not of that ilk anymore. He just isn't. Okay. Tom Brady. I never thought Tom Brady was a bad quarterback. Last year, statistically, he was bad. But I didn't think that he was bad. I thought he had a bad year. Okay. Like Carson Wentz this year. Carson Wentz is having an atrocious year. But I don't think he's a bad quarterback. In fact, I think he's a really good quarterback. But Tom Brady. I was never trying to say that Tom Brady stunk. I was telling you to st- I was telling you to buy into the fact that Tom Brady stunk last year and it wasn't just wide receivers. Okay, yeah, this year he's got better weapons in Tampa. Hence, he's got a little bit better numbers this year. But in 5 games he's already got 4 interceptions. He's completing 64% of his throws. He's thrown 12 touchdowns. He's having a good year. But he's not an MVP, which is what you were telling me was going to happen. And I was telling you, check yourself a little bit because he is not going to be an MVP candidate. I had the Buccaneers sneaking into the playoffs. 
So I thought Tom was going to hold them back. He was going to limit their offense. They couldn't throw the ball deep that, as much anymore. Aaron in this game, okay, Aaron in this game is going to outplay Tom with less weapons, with a less experienced coach, with probably a worse defense. Aaron's going to be the better quarterback. And granted, Aaron is a little younger. Aaron's only 37. Tom, he's 43. Their moral of the story is they're both old. And Aaron's going to be the better quarterback with way less weapons. And that's going to, I honestly, I hope that that wakes people up on what the reality of Tom Brady is. Tom Brady's not bad, but he's, he isn't nearly what he used to be. Okay, he is way more of the Dak Prescott ilk than he is of the Aaron Rodgers ilk. Aaron Rodgers is proving, especially this year, that he's still got it. Tom Brady, to an extent, still has it, but is way more reliant on his surroundings than he was five years ago. Period. Okay, let's make picks. Let's do this. So. We start off in the one o'clock window. We had no Thursday night football. Um, so that was a little bit depressing, right? We we got Tuesday night football. That was pretty cool, but no Thursday night. We've kind of gotten into our routine. It felt kind of out of place. Uh, so we'll run through these games. Uh, teams on a bye this week. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, the LA Chargers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Seattle Seahawks right now are on a bye this week. Week six is their bye. Uh, so, and again, I, we're we're unsure about some games, but we're going to predict them as if they were being played. Let's start off with the first game that I have here, the Chicago Bears going to Carolina to play the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are favored by a point and a half. Uh, I am going to take Carolina here. Carolina right now is three and two. Okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. But Carolina has not been terrible this year. Now, I don't think Carolina is a playoff team. I don't know if uh, I think there there is a tad bit of a possibility that I think Christian McCaffrey plays this weekend. Um, but if not, he'll probably play next week, and he's eligible to come back. Um, but eventually, the Bears to me have to come back come back down to earth. Okay, Carolina in Carolina is not an easy win. It's not an easy win. Teddy Bridgewater is not a bad quarterback. Okay, uh, this is a battle of uh, again, in my opinion, and I was had really high hopes for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, it just it looks to me like he's a really, really, really good backup in the league. Okay, low end starter, really, really, really good backup. Um, and that's kind of what Nick Foles is. Okay, this is going to be a battle of really, really good backup quarterbacks. Uh, but the Bears sitting at four and one right now is not realistic to me. I don't think they get a win here. Uh, I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. I think it'll be a lower scoring game. A lot of defense is going to get played. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of running the football early. Neither one of these teams has outstanding weapons on the perimeter. Uh, so I think this is going to be a primarily running the football game. Uh, so I am going to take the Carolina Panthers. I'll t- I'll say Carolina 20 to 16 over the Bears. Uh, we go to the Cincinnati Bengals going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Uh, the Colts are favored by eight in this game. Uh, I think this game is going to be closer than eight points. I do. I don't think that the Colts are going to blow out the Bengals. Um, now, listen, the Bengals by no means necessary are a good football team. They're just, they're not. Okay. I've been very impressed so far, however, with Joe Burrow because I think he's needed to overcome a lot. His offensive line is terrible. Um, listen, he, in 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 five games, he's thrown three interceptions with that offensive line. Okay, we're not even sure Zach Taylor can coach. So I have no idea what he's working with. That defense in Cincinnati isn't very good. But I'll be honest with you, Phillip Rivers so far this year in Indianapolis with with really good surroundings, good running game, good offensive line. We know Frank Reich is a good offensive coach. They pounded wide receiver in the draft this year, so they've got they, they've got plenty of perimeter weapons. Phillip Rivers just hasn't been good. I mean, he looks done. His his career looks over. Um, so, however, I am going to take the Colts. 
Uh, they're a better football team right now. Their defense is better. They have way more. Uh, they have way more uh, talented perimeter groups. Uh, so I am going to take the Colts in this one. I'll say uh, I'm going to go 27-24 Colts over the Bengals. It'll be a close game. I, I I really do believe that. From based on what I've seen this year, it'll be a close game. The Colts are not a team that'll blow a team out, even if it's the Bengals. Give me 27-24 Colts over the Bengals. Uh, the Detroit Lions are going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Lions are favored by three. Uh, you know, I am going to take Detroit. Uh, this is going to be a tough one because I don't think Detroit's very good. They, they're they coming off their bye, so they're a little bit rested. Uh, and I don't think Jacksonville is any good. Uh, they've lost four straight since they won uh, their, their game, uh, since they won their first game in week one. Uh, so I think Matt Stafford's the better quarterback between him and Gardner Minshew. I think the weapons are better in Detroit. I think the offensive line's better in Detroit. Uh, right now, I think the running game is better in Detroit. Like it's just a lot. The Detroit Lions just, despite the fact that they don't have an, an amazing roster, I don't think that they're a playoff team by any means, but, uh, the Lions just have a better overall roster than Jacksonville. Uh, so I am going to take the Lions. I'll give the Lions. You know what? I'll give the I'll, uh, I'll give the Lions a good uh, a good point spread here. I'll say twenty six to fourteen. Uh, the Detroit Lions beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is going to be a good one. The Atlanta Falcons go to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Vikings are favored by four. Make no mistake about it. Okay, records can be deceiving. The Falcons just fired their head coach. They're 0-5. They're not a great football team. The Minnesota Vikings right now are 1-4. They are, they're the opposite. The Minnesota Vikings, I'm, con, I'm, I'm convinced, are not a bad football team. However, Minnesota's going to have a tough time. Minnesota's going to have a little bit of a tough time because they have no Dalvin Cook. So they're going to have to rely a little bit less on the running game. It'll be way more uh, Kirk Cousins-based, a lot more passing. Uh, but I am going to take the Vikings. The Vikings are at home. I think they desperately need a win, and they know that. Uh, and they are not going to try and they're not going to lose to a team that hasn't won a game yet. Okay. Again, Atlanta's they're going to be playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder just because you know their coach got fired. They want to prove something. You know, it. I think there'll uh, there'll be a little bit of fire there, but I think that it'll be a little bit all over the uh, uh, all over the place for Atlanta. Uh, Julio Jones might not play, uh, you know, the defense in Atlanta is awful. So I am going to take the Vikings high scoring game. Not a lot of defense. I'll say 33 to 27, uh, Minnesota over Atlanta. All right, here we go. Washington football team. Love them. <laughs> the Washington football team go to New York to play the giants. The giants are uh, three-point favorites, Kyle Allen starting at quarterback for the Washington football team, presumably. We don't know. It, maybe it's Alex Smith. Who knows? Uh, but I am going to take the Giants to get their first win of the season. Uh, <clears throat> I think this is where uh, the Giants get their first win. Uh, listen, I think a huge mistake was made when – Washington decided to bench Dwayne Haskins. Okay. When Washington decided to bench Dwayne Haskins, I thought that was a huge mistake. Uh, they lost direction at quarterback. Apparently he is not what Ron Rivera is looking for. Maybe there was a sense of laziness or something like that in the locker room. Maybe he didn't work hard enough or something like that, but there was something in that locker room that, that Ron Rivera didn't like, or something on the field that Ron Rivera didn't like about Dwayne Haskins. Uh, listen, I still think he can play. I do. I still think he can play, uh, but we'll again, we'll see about that. Daniel Jones so far this year has not been good, uh, and I gave Daniel Jones, excuse me, I gave Daniel Jones a lot of credit because, listen, when he got picked in the NFL draft, the guy got booed at Yankee Stadium. So, you know, I, I think the mental toughness of this kid um, has something to, uh, needs to be said. Uh, because I listen, I think he's I think he's gonna be a real quarterback, but this is an offensive 
this is a roster in the Giants that is just terrible. Their defense is awful. Uh, offensive line is still growing. It has improved over the years, but no Saquon Barkley. Um, not a lot of receivers right now. Darius Slayton's having a solid year, but no Sterling Shepard right now. However, I do think that the Giants are a little bit more stable. I'm going to give them their first win here. It's a home game against the second worst team in their division. Uh, so I think this is, by, honestly, naturally, this is going to be one of those division wins for the Giants that they can get. This might be their only division win of the year. It really might be. But I think the Giants get their first win this weekend over the Washington football team in New York. Low scoring game. I'll say 16-10 Giants over Washington. All right. Uh, moving on, the Baltimore Ravens head to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. The Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. Yep. Give me the Ravens. The Eagles are going to fall to one, four and one after this week. There's going to be a lot of questioning Carson Wentz, uh, a lot of questioning on whether or not the Eagles need to move on. I think that's Looney tune. The Eagles roster is really banged up. And honestly, it's just not that good. Okay. The roster surrounding Carson Wentz is not good. It's not. Okay. okay, Travis Fulgham right now is the Eagles' most exciting receiver. It's really hard to be successful when that's the case. So I think they got to cut the Eagles, uh, cut the Eagles a break. Lamar Jackson this year, I know you know he's kind of not a lot of people are talking about him. Lamar Jackson is quietly having a very good year. Nine touchdowns, two interceptions. He's got a hundred point five quarterback rating. Uh, his completion percentage is good. Okay, Lamar Jackson is having a good year. Uh, the Ravens, ever since they lost to the Chiefs, we kind of stopped talking about the Ravens. Uh, this is still a really good football team with a great defense. Their defense played great uh, last week against Cincinnati. Uh, Patrick Queen, their rookie linebacker, looked outstanding. Okay, this is this is a good football team that gets after the quarterback. They're going to control time of possession. I don't think the Eagles have a shot here. I think the Ravens take a really uh, – I think the Eagles take a beating – uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. I'll say 30 to 13 over the Eagles. I think this is going to be a this is going to be one of the more mismatched games uh, of the weekend. This is going to be a good one. The Cleveland Browns go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Steelers are three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, I am going to take the Steelers in the game. However, I want you to understand the Cleveland Browns this year are not bad. They're four and one to start. Okay, this is an offense that can play. Baker Mayfield's playing good football right now. They're running the ball incredibly well, uh, even without Nick Chubb, right? Because they're not going to have Nick Chubb this week either. Kareem Hunt has been fantastic. Uh, Big Ben right now is playing phenomenal football off his injury, way better than I think everybody expected. Ten touchdowns, one interception. His quarterback rating is 110.4. Okay, that's really, really good. Uh, weapons, defense, everything right now is edging to the Steelers. It turns out it looks like I'm going to be right about them. Uh, I, they're one of the better teams in football right now. I predicted that. I thought Pittsburgh was going to be really good this year. So far, I'm right on that. Uh, give me the Steelers. It's going to be a good game, but I think the Steelers pull away late. Give me the Steelers 34 to 26 over the Browns. The Two more 1 o'clock games. The Houston Texans go to Tennessee to play the Titans. This is a big division game. Titans are favored by only three and a half uh, after they blow out the Bills and after the Texans are one and four. Uh, right now, I would absolutely hammer the Titans minus three and a half. Uh, listen, Ryan Tannehill has played fantastic. And despite the Texans' terrible record, Deshaun Watson has been very good. Okay, that's a fact. Deshaun Watson has been good for the Houston Texans. Uh, but listen, Tennessee right now is proving that they're legit. Okay, Tuesday night, it's I get it's a short week, but Tuesday night, they blew out the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are not going to lose that badly again this year. They're just not going to do it. Okay, I'm going to take the Titans here, but I do think this is going to be a relatively close game. I think Deshaun Watson keeps it close. Uh, I, listen, but I would take the Titans uh, in a solid win. This is not going to be a, uh, you know, this is not going to be a blowout by Tennessee. Uh, offensive line's good. They're going to run the ball. I think they're going to control time of possession. Uh, defense is a little bit better on the Tennessee side. 
Uh, it's in Tennessee, so I think that matters. They're coming off their second straight home game. Uh, so give me the Titans. I'll say 27-27-20 uh, Titans over the Texans. All right, last 1 o'clock game. Finally, we're getting it. The Denver Broncos going to New England to play the Patriots. The Patriots are, Patriots are favored by 9. Uh, yeah, give me New England, man. Uh, listen, I, despite the fact that New England might not have Cam Newton this week. I have no idea if they're actually going to have Cam Newton this week. But I think that the Broncos right now are a mess. They're extremely banged up. Uh, Drew Locke looks like he's going to play. Uh, so that might make a big difference because I think Drew Locke can really play. It might make the game a little bit closer than what most people would think. But right now the Patriots, uh, uh, what are they right now in total? Right now the Patriots are the second best running uh, running team in football right now. They're running for almost 180 yards a game. They are controlling the clock like crazy. They really are. Um, so I think the Patriots are going to do that. They're not going to give the Broncos uh, that much time to score. And again, I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think the, the Broncos will probably keep it close because Drew, uh, Drew Locke is playing. But because they're so banged up, I think the Patriots can take advantage of that. They're going to move to three and two. Broncos drop down to uh, uh, drop down to one and four. Uh, so give me the Patriots. I think it'll be pretty low scoring compared to some of the other games this week, but I will say 23. Uh, you know what? Let's go 23, 23 to 17 uh, Patriots over the Broncos. Okay. Four o'clock games. The There's only two of them. The New York Jets go to Miami to play the Dolphins. The Dolphins are nine point favorites here. Um and yeah, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Give me the Dolphins. I honestly, I, I I never expected the Dolphins to be honestly in this position at this point in the year after coming off that huge win against San Francisco last week. Huge win. They blew out the 49ers. Never saw it coming. They're riding a high right now, and the Jets fresh off of Le'Veon Bell getting released. Okay, there's. There's the Jets are such a mess. Like I, I'm not sure you can pick them in any game right now this year. Okay, it, it's very possible if they go 0 and 16. I hate to break it to you, but the Dolphins right now are just a better football team. I don't think they have the better quarterback. I, I don't. But they're well coached. They're more disciplined. Uh, this is a Dolphins team that plays hard. So give me the Miami Dolphins. I might actually take the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins pretty big. Give me the Dolphins 28 to 10 over the Jets. All right. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Here we go. Green Bay Packers in Tampa Bay uh, to play the Buccaneers. The Packers are a one-point favorite. It's technically a pick This is probably going to be the game of the week. Um, I am going to take the Packers on the road. Right now, the Packers are just the better team. I think the Tampa Bay is going to have – Tampa Bay is going to make this game close. I, th they're not a bad football team. Tampa Bay's defense is good. Okay, the offensive line is good. Their running game's good. They've got good weapons. Tom Brady's fine. You know, like, Tampa Bay's got all the pieces. But right now, Aaron Rodgers is going to get Devontae Adams back, which is going to be huge for that offense. And Aaron Rodgers is just having a phenomenal season so far. He just is. He's having a surreal season. Uh, and that matters. He still hasn't thrown an interception. The guy's pretty much got a perfect pass rating, right? 128.4. I... <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers has been absolutely outstanding this year. You're going to see the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in this game. So give me Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady, Packers over the Buccaneers, going to be an extremely good football game. I'll take the Packers 30-27 to 27 over the Buccaneers. Sunday night football. We'll hold the Monday night, uh, the Monday night games until I see you again on Monday. Uh, Sunday night football, the LA Rams go to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Uh, Rams are favored by three on the road. I'm going to take the Niners at home. They're going to be looking for a bounce back win. They're going to run the ball like crazy. Okay. I don't even know who they're going to start at quarterback. They might start Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I'm not even certain that that's uh, a certainty. Nick Mullins and CJ Bethard, I think, are just as equally, uh, you know, equally uh, able to play. So, so far, the Rams have been very good this year. Their defense has been outstanding. Jared Goff right now is having a very good year. 
Um, Sean McVay's offense looks fiery right now. Uh, but I do think that San Francisco kind of gets back to their old ways. It's primetime football. They're going to be looking to prove something. A battle of young, great offensive minds between Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. So I'm going to take the 49ers. I'll say 24 to 21 over the LA Rams. And then the Monday night games, I'm not going to pick them now. Chiefs, Bills at 5 o'clock in Buffalo, and then Arizona and Dallas at 8.15. Uh, so, great stuff. That does it for us. Uh, Guido's Gridiron Blitz, you got us every Monday and Friday at 2 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. You got us for that whole hour here in the Landry Football Podcast Network. So, as for Mike Guido here with you, this is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. We'll see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.